0: Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where I'm the only one that knows what the word banter means, because I'm the only one here today. So Tyler's, uh, hopefully next week we start getting on a regular, traveling this weekend, and it'll go solo, um, take a quick trip around the minors, talk about Noah Davis, of course, our dude, and whatever the Rockies are. Maybe give you some tidbits on that, I don't know. But before we get into all that, so I don't lose you 45 minutes into this, there's no way I'm talking 45 minutes. You We do have a pantry session with a family of the Blake. Um, if you missed it, we talked to him about two years ago. He was one of our very first Panther sessions. He came on, talked about his time in Fresno, Kansas, growing up in Littleton, Colorado, um, how he was on the scout team for during the 2020 season. So he does have some Rockies connections before he got Picked up by him on the free agent market. Uh, went through some trial tribulations, aka injured list. He tells us, he walks us through good stuff. He is at predicting and just some fun tidbits about his dad um, cutting him from golf, I guess, and all that. So he is up in Hartford doing his thing. Fantastic, fantastic dude. Uh, he's definitely one of those stories that we love to tell and love to hear. So enjoy our about 15, 20 minute catch up with uh, Blake Goldsberry literature of the Fre- Hartford, my bad dog, Hartford yard goats. Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means, the other two are just along for the ride. James, say what's up. Hey. And we are joined by now family of the pod, Blake Goldsberry. What up, big dog? How's it going? It is good. It's good to see you. It's been a while
1: it has it's been
0: what two years now yeah i was just trying to tell james so you have the ku shirt on and i remember asking you is are you going on record that ku is going to win the championship and i think they ended up going to win it that season
1: was it i think it was
0: 21
1: it was it was that year yeah
0: it was at the beginning of the Uh, season i think you called it so it's been two basketball seasons i guess (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's crazy yeah been a hot minute. and here, here you are in Hartford uh doing your thing. Um before we get into all that baseball stuff, we're big fans of love. Congratulations on the wedding this off season. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> it's always fun to cuz it, it is the off season like it's like all of your guys's instagrams it's just marriage marriage best man marriage like What the wins,
1: Yeah. Seems like everyone gets either married or is engaged in the off season. We all come yeah. back, it's like, oh, now he's engaged, he's engaged, he's married, he's married.
0: <laughs> Just kind of like the norm for it, right? Yeah. Um, but I always like to ask this question because as a married man myself, what was the one thing about the wedding that went off without a hitch that you had a hand in? Oh, what do, you, what do you mean by that like like what can what can you hold your head head high on that like you know what i helped plan that and it went well like for me it was like the music like i found the DJ. dj oh yeah
1: i had a d i did it i did i got the dj okay. uh that was my like one job was like you are in charge of what well, was like dj or band dj or band i was like i think dj and she was like all right that's your job and i was like all right and i well she actually sent me <laughs> two people to call reached out to. You. So I reached out to them but uh DJ was awesome. They had, they brought lights too with it uh that went with the music and I was like yeah, I did a good job on that.
0: One. <laughs> there you go. Um, so. There you go. Love that. And how's the golf game going?
1: Uh it's all right. I play a little bit of spring training. Um but trying to get weatherly a little bit better. Um <laughs> He's he's struggling, but uh, it's all right. We played out here twice now. Um, So there's some cool courses out here. Um, Definitely different scenery than Denver. So,
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's fun, though.
1: It's starting to get green out here, which is nice. Um, First day we played was pretty cool. We actually played on Easter um, just because being away, we don't really have family to go to. Um, So we got out and played. It was kind of chilly, but um, nice to get out.
0: Yeah. What are you shooting now?
1: Uh, we played the other day and I shot, uh, shot 78 the first day and then I shot 80 on the dot the next day. So
0: that's impressive. And remember folks, respectable, James, did you know that Blake's dad cut him from the golf team? He did. Did he really? (laughs) How do you, how do you, how
1: do you navigate that conversation? That's a, that's a tough one. (laughs) it was it was so awkward it was like tryouts obviously it's just like based off scores so it's not like there's potential of keeping someone so i just remember i turned in my card that year and um they had like a group of us they called and they were like if your name's in this come over here and my name got called and i was like does that mean i made it or not and then he actually was the one who broke the news to me and uh Kind of took it like whatever, and then as soon as like, like that little mini group broke up, went to his car because he drove me there, <laughs> and I was just sitting on the bumper waiting for him, crying. So that's crazy. That was- this is in Littleton. Uh It was, I mean, yeah, we were at I was at Cherry Creek High School, but um, okay, guys, just cut me. So <laughs> I
0: would never let him live that down. It was it was bad.
1: It was really bad
0: do you guys go out now and like, do you just like rub it in his, his face when you like shoot 10 under that? Yeah. Him? Like
1: I, I destroy him now. Like I he can't <laughs> even keep up with me. And I'm like, you cut me from golf. So.
0: <laughs> like every time you make the putt, just <laughs> yeah. that, that, that stare. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's a awesome. gimme. Nothing's a gimme for him. <laughs> love that. I love that. Um, so baseball, you're out in Hartford. You had a pretty solid season in Spokane after your rehab. Um, walk us through that rehab because you had some crazy injuries, last time we talked um, just something wasn't feeling right. Like when you got on the mound and then you had a rehab, then you had that last season, but walk us through, what was the injury? How was the rehab going for it? Um, um, 2022 season? Like, I guess yeah.
1: um, it was, it was a long start. Uh, spring training was starting out really well. I actually was like, I came into spring training thinking like, this is the best I've felt in a long time. Uh, my body was in what I thought was great shape. Uh, I was throwing pretty hard and my first outing, I think it was, um, of the upspring training against the giants. Um, I felt like a little pinch in my like back knee on the inside of my knee okay. and I had two outs, um, literally threw two more pitches, got a guy to fly out and I was done. I was walking off and I was like, this doesn't feel right. Um, kind of just like brushed it off because you don't want to be the hurt guy. And just getting out of spring training is a win in itself. Um, And I kind of brushed it off Um, next two days. I just never felt right. Um, They thought maybe I was just kind of tight in my quad. Um, That could be like referring pain down in like my inside of my knee. And I threw like three days later at the giants and it was like, two pitches in and I just felt like a sharp like it just like kind of gave out on me and I was like what was that and I didn't want to say anything and so I just kept pitching like not even using my back leg and finally got done with the game whatever came in and we were on our way back and I was sitting in the van and I was like you know I actually feel fine like I don't have any pain sitting here and I was like maybe I'm just tweaked it I'm fine and I got as soon as I took a step out of the van I was like uh oh, something's like really wrong. Really bad. And we had a, our only off day was the next day, so I tried to just bear through it, and I'm fine, I'm fine. And as soon as I like did anything, I, I couldn't even walk. And I walked in the next day. The Trainers were like, yeah, we should probably get to an MRI, and came back with a torn MCL uh, on my back, on my back leg, my right leg. Um, so it was supposed to be at a grade two um so it wasn't like fully in half um that would require surgery so luckily it wasn't so i was told like four to six weeks of essentially like nothing um yeah just and then you'll build up from there so i thought four to six weeks meant four to six weeks of like kind of building up and then i'll be cleared (laughs) so when the four to six weeks hit and i still wasn't doing much i was frustrated definitely um, but they did a really good job. I mean, it, they told me it would, it would kind of linger for about the whole year and they were, it, it did. Um, but I tried to get out of there as soon as I could. And, um, once I got out, I had a great year. I, I think being hurt, um, and staying back in Arizona and seeing your friends play every night, uh, you have a new perspective, mm-hmm. um, of how grateful you should be when you are out there. Um, so I think once I got out there, it was like, I remember like the first day, I was like, I'm not going to complain about anything this whole year because being in Arizona, seeing you guys here was the worst feeling in the world. Um, yeah. And I think that helped my mentality because I had a great year. Uh, Spokane was awesome. I I got out there after the cold. <laughs> so they are all telling me how miserable it was to start. Uh, so luckily I got out of that. Uh, but I felt like I just, I kept... I threw a ton in like two and a half months. So
0: yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause your first game, looking at your baseball reference pitcher log here, your first game at the ACL was in the first part of June and you make quick work of that. Then you were in Fresno at the end of June. And then by June 28th, you were up in Spokane for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I mean, it seems kind of speedy, like thinking about it, like that's about, two months right like you're the eight weeks before you're back on the mound and stuff right but so like how does that perspective kind of help you now like are you are you in that same mental state now after the season in this new season now after last season's over
1: yeah for sure because i think like like everybody says at spring training like i said earlier to get out of spring training is like a big deal and like if you get out of there healthy it's like that's your first win, and so getting out here again and being able to move up a level after really only being in silicon for about two months um I'm super grateful to be here because I definitely like if I wouldn't have probably thrown as well as I did, I probably wouldn't be here, so um mm-hmm. I'm super just pumped to be here being double a and um excited to be here so
0: yeah <laughs> that's, that's the mentality you gotta have to do have yeah. as you're going through this. Like right. the more and more we talk to you guys, the more and more like that grind does take a toll and you do have to find a way to prove yourself, like for lack of a better word, but like show what you're doing. And you definitely did that at smoke camp. Like, does your body just feel different after coming back that, that year, like after the rehab and stuff, because like, these numbers are pretty solid, man. Yeah, they
1: were, <laughs> I don't know. Well, actually I, I had like a, a, kind of like a blessing in disguise in Arizona I was rehabbing um, and Jake Jake Summers was was down there rehabbing because he just had TJ uh, In one of my early early rehab appearances I was looking at video because my Velo was way down um, I was like 88 91 and I was kind of frustrated and I knew part of it was like just wasn't using my back leg because it hurt um, and so I was looking at Velo and he was just sitting right next to me and I think the main reason for like the numbers last year was I was throwing two different type of fastballs. Um, like one that would kind of run more and one that would kind of ride and have a little bit more vert on it. And he was just like, dude, you're throwing like two different fastballs. And like, when you mix them together, they're terrible together. Like that one fastball you're throwing, is like, they call it a dead zone fastball. And I was like, what? And he's like, your metrics are like terrible. This is like exactly what a hitter wants to see he's like, you can either, like you've shown in these, like you can throw it to the top of the zone with Vert or you can run it. You just need to pick one and like go after it.
0: And I was like, okay.
1: So I, I had the extra time to work on it down there. And I kind of went with the Vert fastball and I mean, I've never been a huge strikeout guy. Um, And then last year, as soon as I went to the Vert fastball and started throwing fastballs more, it just like took off and then I got more confidence in it and, um it, yeah i mean just like took off so being down there was a little bit of a blessing um just because i got to work on something at mm-hmm. a time you probably don't get to work on something so
0: yeah that's and were you guys just like were you planning on like looking at yourself like that or were you guys just like looking at your stuff together and he just pointed it out
1: i was just kind of looking at my like mechanics because i was like I know my back leg hurts.
0: Uh, Okay. Yeah. But
1: I want to get out of here. So, like, how bad do I look throwing mechanically? And he was just sitting next to me, like, just hanging out. And I was like, just clicked on my numbers just to pull them up. And we were looking at him. And I was like, look at this. This one took off. And I was like, this one was straight. And he's like, yeah, that's, you need to pick one. And then (laughs) he he broke it down for me because he went to Driveline the year before. Okay. Um, and he kind of taught me like all the metric stuff and I was like, Oh my gosh, like that's it.
0: So. Was it your grip or like,
1: um, it wasn't necessarily my grip. I realized like when I'd face a lefty before I would like, kind of like drop my arm a little bit cause I knew I could miss like, uh, arm side. Cause like, okay. and if I faced a righty, I couldn't miss arm side. So I'd be a little bit more on top of it. Um, so I was like, well, screw it. I guess I'm just going to be the guy who gets on top of it and tries to throw as hard as he can. And once I got comfortable with that, Velo started to get back. I got fully healthy and Velo just kept ticking up and up and up and confidence went up and up and up. And- yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, that always helps. That's cool. So, what are you, what are you, what's your arsenal now? So, you got that first fastball. Um,
1: right now, I'm throwing fastball, uh, fastball changeup, slider. Um, and it's like a, I'm also doing like a slurve kind of curveball thing. Okay, I threw all four. I threw three last year to start the year, um, and then I added a, a firm, more firm like slutter. Or they call it a slutter, slider, cutter um, mix in there.
0: Yeah. Do you like that term for it? There was some there was some discourse on the internet at the beginning of this year with the term yeah, slutter.
1: Slutter. Yeah. It's just easier, but. Um,
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's a little silly there yeah that's good yeah so yeah three games so far in hartford one in one game you went what three innings and the other two you went one one or a little over one yeah. what do you prefer you like the long stints you like the one um, done
1: i don't know i mean the long stints are nice um when you're in a rhythm because you just keep going like last week my the first setting i had was three innings and it was just like After the first, I was like, sweet. I had a quick second, and they were like, you good? I'm like, yep. Third went quick, and it was just like you get in a a rhythm, and you can just eat innings like that, and you can stay hot. Um, But I think there's also something to being, like, the one-inning guy who comes in and just lets it eat for one inning. and um, I mean, that's what I did last year more of. It was kind of like a seventh, eighth inning guy. Um, Mm -hmm. That was kind of nice, just knowing, like, when I was going to go in kind of like if it was a close game or if we had a lead, like I was probably going to go. Um, so not knowing yet keeps me on my toes. Um, I don't know. I I'll do either, whatever they want, honestly. You really have no preference to either one? I would, I'm probably, I, prefer, I would definitely probably prefer the one in instant. Yeah. Um, but I, I really am not opposed to throwing three at a time. If like, like I said, if you get in rhythm, it's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, that I'm sure that feeling of just, like, dominating and feeling good about everything that's coming out, like, I'm yeah. sure that that feels pretty solid. Yeah, it I can see that. So. And I I definitely noticed that Chris likes to use his armbar barn guys two or three innings at a time. It's not very – not very rarely does he ever go 1-1-1-1-1 one, 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 all the way through.
1: Yeah, so far this year it's been a lot of – one plus stuff yeah even two plus um for a lot of
0: us so yeah it's just it's, it's interesting how he does it and like you see like it's spokane for should know who the manager down there but he he doesn't seem to do that as often as like christenorfia does up in hartford so it's just kind of interesting the two different philosophies or ways yeah. to go about it there yeah um so we're keeping it short so we'll just we're going to end it with this So it's the your Littleton, Colorado Rockies is 30 year anniversary, right? Yeah. Um, so Kyle Freeland's on the bump tonight. Probably uh, gonna turn that on before uh, I go to sleep here. But don't, like, don't <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, sorry, I had to say it. Okay, I was just
1: I was actually just watching right before. Yeah,
0: uh, I saw he gave up a really weak home run to it that was. was like an Audi, like an out almost everywhere to clutch. But anyway. Thirty year anniversary, Colorado Rockies fan as growing up. Give us that one Colorado moment, Rockies moment that you remember that you love that you will like that made you like that next level fan.
1: Uh probably the oh seven World Series run. Um the city like went nuts over that. Um like the the whole like Rocktober started then and like Yeah. That was like, I remember going to school and it was like Rockies jerseys everywhere. That's all anyone wanted to talk about. Um, I think that's when I was like, holy smokes, like the Rockies are sweet. (laughs) (laughs) I was so like, it was so cool. Uh, I mean, I went to so many games growing up that I don't think I had like a specific moment where I was like at a young age where I was like, the Rockies are awesome. Um, I did go to a game. Oh, I don't know what year it was. It was probably 17 or 18. Um, and Ryan McMahon went back-to-back nights with walk-offs. Um, I was at both those games. That was sweet. Um, but, I, but like I said, before that, I was already like – once the 07 Rockies hit, that was like, I'm all in on the Rockies.
0: Yeah. So, a lot of a lot of 07 fans there. Yeah. James, were we – in Colorado for one of those right Mac jacks uh yeah Blake do might... you remember who who they were playing i, I think, think it was the right, then we it were was there was
1: the i know for sure the the second game was the Dodgers cuz really
0: yep. yeah yeah we
1: right to right field he cleared yeah. the wall by nothing, yeah.
0: but... and he yeah. he came in for an injured nolan right uh
1: i don't remember what he what happened I think he then. did
0: yeah <laughs> but... we we were there we we were there for that it was <laughs> we were in the stadium at that same time. That was <laughs> the last time I've been up to a Rockies game in Colorado. Yeah, me I too. Yeah. Okay, I can't believe it was eighteen. It's been a hot minute.
1: Was it? Was it eighteen? Maybe nineteen? I don't know. It was eighteen. It was about,
0: it was 18. Yeah, because yeah, we were there for James's bachelor party.
1: That's okay. why we were
0: there. So you remember? Yeah, eight two thousand eighteen. believe it's been five years. <laughs> that's crazy. crazy.
1: How you say that's been five? Yeah, holy smokes.
0: Yeah. Were you at the my roof- too. <laughs> yeah, the five years for it. Were you at the rooftops at all?
1: Um the first game I <laughs> we was might've... the second game I wasn't because I was with my dad. We were actually right behind the dugout. Um the first game I definitely was
0: Okay. So we missed each other probably about twenty-four hours. <laughs> so yeah. we we watched the on the on the uh whatever the gate, the fencing there. We were just yeah. leaning and we watched the entire game up there it was all awesome.
1: that rooftop is sweet
0: yeah you saw the the sunset going beyond and then the Ryback yeah. jack just like falls right under us falls right it, there yeah it was sweet it was a cool, cool moment i can't believe we've had that that connection that's <laughs> <It was> awesome <laughs>
1: that
0: yeah i appreciate you blake won't take up too much more of your time keep grinding um and let's keep in touch this was it's fun catching up and then yeah. keep doing your thing dog sounds
1: good nice
0: appreciate. talking to you guys appreciate it later man yeah all right. So hopefully you enjoyed. Welcome back. Thank you. Hopefully you enjoyed that uh, Blake Goldsberry mini banter session. So if you are watching the Hartford Yard Goats, you can see another one of our friends, family of the pod, Blake Goldsberry in the yellow or green and blue. Just a, again, just a dude, man. I would definitely hang out with him on the rooftops in Coors Field. So if you heard that, that would be fantastic to go through that again, right? Man, I just hope to get out to Denver again. This uh, Michigan summer isn't even a thing right now. Um, but anyway, yeah, so let's just get into it, I guess. I don't know. The Rockies just lost three out of four against the Philadelphia Phillies, which for the most part, they played pretty well. And then three games all got out of hand. Uh, just terrible. They should have won Noah Davis to start who was fantastic once again. Um, but whatever the fourth inning of that start was, was ridiculous by that home plate ump. That ball wasn't even close to Real Muto. The balk, the just nonsense that happened, that kind of got away. But Noah Davis is here, and he is here to stay. I hope. Um, I'm so stoked for Noah Davis. He is definitely a friend of the pod. He was like one of those guys. We talked to him when he got like a day after he got the 40 man nod or something and he came on the pod and talked to us for about an hour, just a fantastic dude. He's (laughs) California dad, punk band, um, just all that kind of stuff. So love that for him. And this just raises more questions for the Rockies, right? So what are they going to do? Urena was terrible again today. Um, Freeland wasn't bad. Hermann's coming back probably in a week. Sinzi's probably a few weeks out. They're all making rehab starts. But, like, what do the Rockies do when Hermann's back and Cinzi's back? We know what they should do, right? We know that it's Noah's spot. Feltner stays. Um, Urena either Urena should be DFA'd. Um, no offense to him. Like, he's had a fantastic career, all that. But, like, he's just not able to get major league outs. So, what's the point of him holding back? Yeah, Peter Lambert, who the Rockies love. Up next, he's building up his numbers. Um, Huge shout-out to him for getting the call, even though he was just in for insurance play. So whatever that is. Um, But it makes me nervous that the Noah Davis experience that we all get, finally, I'm so stoked that you guys get to see this Noah Davis on on the big screen on the purple, because he's been doing it for years. And like when the Rock, Rockies traded for him and from the Reds a few years ago, like I was stoked. Like his stuff was always nasty. And then he just has that mental breakup. Like the way he kept his composure in those starts. Yeah, this is why I usually have somebody on me to, um, on with me to stop me from these random tangents. But he is that dude and he's proven it. And through two starts, I know it's early, blah, 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 but like you don't really see these kind of outings from, rookie starting pitchers, uh, unless they have it. So huge shout out to Noah Davis, huge shout out to me. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I just, I love when guys that we've talked to do fantastic things and I get to brag about them and then I get to feel like I actually had some kind of say in it, but we all know I have nothing to do with it. Um, but I wanted to drop this before I just talked about Noah Davis, but this again, nobody's here to hold me accountable. So the Rockies are going to call up Brenton Doyle. We have on a, a, a pretty good authority uh, that a kid is going to get the call. Dazza got hit in the hand today by the in the Phillies game. Um, so he's hurt. The only next best center fielder that the Rockies have is Brenton Doyle, and they are huge on Brinton. He is striking out a lot. He's at a, like a f- 40% rate. I better look that up real quick before I get out there. But his OPS is one036 um, through 13 games he's came back this week from injured um, the injured list had a hell of a week a few bombs a few doubles um, So he is making his name out there um, He has 19 strikeouts in 57 play appearances. So 33 percent strikeout. I was looking at his at-bats um, So the strikeout is still there But that that's who that's who he is like that's just what it's gonna be you got some pop you have some athleticism um So you should be seeing him in purple in Cleveland. It's a three-game set in Cleveland. I just hope that he actually gets on the field. I would imagine he does with Daza going to being hurt. I don't know if he's on the IL. I don't know that much, but Daza's hurt. So center fielder, I mean, Hidden Herald ain't cutting it. And there's another conversation. Maybe we'll talk about that next week with some other talking heads. But Brenton Doyle, not a friend of the pod, but love seeing him. He does bring dad strength. He is a a, a dad. I think his his daughter, maybe about one years old right now. Um, cute family, D- deserves it all. Division two coming from West Virginia, so Brenton Doyle brings some athleticism to the squad with some power with it. As the Rockies ranked like 27th or 28th in the league in home runs, so. You heard it here first. Um, don't know if we'll ever get any credit for it, but we don't do it for credit. We just do it for fun. So the kid is coming up. Hopefully the kid plays. Give me a lineup with Tovar, Monty, and Brenton Doyle every single day of the week, and I will be watching and will be happy. Right now it's not sure what the Rockies are doing with Monty at all. Like, it's super frustrating. Like, if we're going to lose 100 games, let the kids play and work way through it. Going back to the Hidden Herald thing. And I don't know if Jerickson Pro-Far is any, what we want him to be either, but again, that's another date. Let's get to the farm. Let's get to the farm. Let's and work our way. T- We're going to keep this quick. If you've stuck with me these six minutes, you know it's just going to be a long stint. So just roll with it, all right? If James was here, I would ask him, who leads the Fresno Grizzlies in home runs right now? And he would have absolutely no idea, but Tyler probably would. Um... Ryan Ritter. Ryan Ritter has four four dongs out of 50 plate appearances in Fresno. And that's not something that we expected. I know Fresno is very hitter friendly. You're playing against a bunch of 18, 19, 20 year olds. Um, I get all that, but like Ryan Ritter was a glove first draft pick last last year. And if he can show any kind of pop with his bat, like that's a steal in that draft. So 12 hits, 50 at bats, four of them home runs, two doubles, um, 15 strikeouts to 12 walks. So take it how you want, but the power is there. And I think that's just what we need to look at. I wish I knew more about how to find ISO real quick, like slugging minus average. I think that's it. So he has like a 180 ISO, which is pretty solid. Um, EJ Andrews is number three on the team in home runs with three home runs there. Um, yeah, so Fresno. Fresno went, where are we at? Four and two against the. No, we're at Rancho Cucamonga. We're in week three, y'all. Uh, they went two and four against Rancho Cucamonga. Six seven zero two zero two six one six five three seven. So no blowouts. A few runs here, a few runs there, a few pitching duels. Um, so they had they had a series in Rucho Rucho Cucamonga, which was a fun one. Um, not really a lot to take take out. Skylar Messenger is a fun name. He's a Colorado kid. I think he was an undrafted or very late round pick um, out of Texas Tech. Uh, no, Texas. Probably shouldn't get that wrong. Texas. Skylar Messenger, Texas. Uh, he has two home runs, uh, six RBIs, 27 plate appearances. Uh, there's some other names that we want to keep an eye on. Bryant Bettencourt, catcher. Uh, no dongs, hitting two forty-six, five fifty six OPS. Hasn't quite came around. So... The, the hitting, the hitting's there, just not as much as you kind of hope. Boogerin not doing so much either this past week um, against them. But the fa- favorite, pod favorite is the word maybe we want to go with, Jordy Vargas. Um, where can I get this? Let's go last seven days. Jordy Vargas had one start this, year, this week, six innings, four in runs, six hits. Eight strikeouts. So, still trying to figure out how to limit the damage when he does it. Not walking anybody, eight strikeouts to one walk. Um, but those, those runs, four earned runs in six innings, definitely something he's going to want to work on. But the eight strikeouts, the whip of 1.17, like it's still there. And another name that we should probably keep a closer eye on is Michael Prosecchi. The he had five innings, five innings pitch of no run ball out of Louisville. Some reason I knew it was an SEC team out of Louisville. Um, had had a nice little outing there. Five strikeouts, two walks, only the one hit, four hits. So he did his thing this this week. And Connor Stain, he was lots of fun to watch the first few innings, and then he ran into some trouble. He's he's got a fastball that's just fun. He's got a unique unique windup, very fundamental. Uh, he's got sick tattoos, right? So Connor Stain, not his best outing six runs in those 2.2. Uh, ran into that trouble, like I said, but he was fun to watch on Tuesday night. Then the other name that was drafted last year, Davidson Palermo, uh, relief 2.1. Innings, zero runs. And Zach Agnos, he is like kind of the closer of the squad. He got his first save of his professional career this year, and he was that dual threat from Eastern Carolina. So... Fresno whipping around ups and downs. Uh, you kind of get that in single a, but they're about 500 ball. They go over to San Jose giants. Uh, they have an afternoon game on Tuesday. So if you're not doing anything, go ahead and sit down and watch that on the MLB.tv app. Uh, should be able to get it. Yeah. Giants games are on there. No, they're playing in Fresno. So you definitely get it. And he listen to Steven rice, man, dude, <laughs> I feel for you dog the uh the voice it's uh it's raspy but you're you're doing a fantastic job and I'm glad you're enjoying what you're doing definitely stoked for you I think if I could have a dream job it would probably that would probably be like a top five one, even though I'd be terrible at it. Uh, Steven Rice just does it almost better than most. And speaking of that, like Jeff Dooley, he's a friend of the pod. He was one of the very first interviews we had on about two years ago. Uh, Jeff Dooley, the voice of the Hartford Yard Goats, one of the voices. And he got a call. He got to go to Philadelphia this weekend and call the Saturday and Sunday's game uh, for the radio for the NTT, nope, uh, KOA podcast, I believe. And he was beautiful like there's something about julie's voice that just like screams baseball announcer professional 25 years in the minors y'all and he got the professional call i remember him talking about that two years ago like asked him like is professional like is that is that the end goal he goes oh yeah obviously that's always the goal and you just gotta gotta keep waiting your time and it's a little bit different when it comes with the voice and uh he got it and it's just super stoked and i love seeing like josh Suchan, uh the albuquerque voice like giving them a shout out and just just sweet like those are baseball stories that i just geek out about and i'd love to be able to share and see as we go through this little this podcast of ours whatever it is kind of meeting these guys and doing that thing so huge shout out to jeff Dooley, Stephen rice you're doing fantastic in fresno um and just some fun things happened on the field down in fresno too so let's move on north um the spokane indians they got in all the games. Um, where did they go? They went 3-3. Three and three. They split it against the Tri-City Dust Devils. Did you know the Tri-City Dust Devils and the Spokane Indians are the only two teams that do not have a TV broadcast? And... That's where we're at. So we have yet to see the Spokane Indians on our big screen as they got postponed out of Vancouver to start it. They played in Spokane the next week and then they played in Tri-City week three and then they play in Spokane again this week against Everett. So just another full month before we actually get to see a Spokane game. And it sucks. I need to see some Gabriel Hughes and um, some Jaden Hill on that screen. And, like, can we talk about Sterling Thompson, Jordan Beck, Yankel Fernandez? Like, these bats on this squad are insane, too. So there's some things to talk about here. I posted it. um, The BSB account posted it a little while ago. But Sterling Thompson is just dominating the Northwest League. If you know anything about the Northwest, in April, it's rainy, it's cold, and it absolutely sucks to hit it. And Sterling Thomas says, nope, screw that. I'm from... What are you, Florida? Somebody fix me. Florida, yep, told you. I'm from Florida. Actually, Longmont. He grew up in Colorado. I did not know he was a Colorado kid. Played baseball in Florida, and he says, nah, I'm good. i come go and hit 77, 419, slug 682 for 1.201 OPS in these first 10 games, 12 games, and just demolished the baseball. He has one home run in that time, but nine RBIs, 21 hits out of 44 at-bats. Nine runs. And the fun thing, kids, y'all, they're stealing bases. He has four stolen bases out of four attempts. Hasn't been caught. So Sterling Thompson, third baseman. Could see him in the corners, as Tyler, I I think, predicted. um, Just another big college athletic bat coming up on the rise so just uh, you could probably imagine seeing him going to Hartford come June July if he keeps this up like he'll definitely slow down with the law of averages but definitely stoked to see that. And Yankel Fernandez, um, after his week in Fresno because of uh, some visa issues going to Canada that first week, he was down in Fresno playing. And th- since then, he's hit 244, 271, 378. So not lighting it up on fire, but he has some timely hits um, this week. 14 strikeouts and 45 at bats. Um, definitely something to watch out out for as we go th- through this. But remember what I said about Sterling Thompson, like just dominating when he shouldn't be. Yanko Fernandez is going through that. Like look at Zach Veen and Drew Romo last year. They struggled mightily in April and May in the Northwest league. So keep that, take that with a grain of salt. Um, and the friend of the pod, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about both of them. Benny, or no, Zach Kikowska, Um, doing all right. Has one home run, three RBIs. I think his home run was in the first game again. Like he had a walk-off last year in Fresno, uh, striking out a little bit. But he has a 7.04 OPS, so a 185 average, a 7.04 OPS. So that's kind of fun. So those six walks are definitely helping that. And Braden Ward, master speedster himself. Um we won't say his numbers, but he has three stolen bases <laughs> on the season. Hopefully he figures it out coming soon. Adele Amador is also back. Um, quiet, quiet five games to start. This is his first week back after being on the injury list. So if we ever get to see the Spokane Indians on TV, you are going Yankel Fernandez, Benny Montgomery, Sterling Thompson, Adele Amador, Jordan Beck, like one through six, with a Braxton Fulford and Juan Guerrero thrown in there. Um, absolutely insane. Like <laughs> the Rockies are hard to watch, but there are some guys coming up soon that we have to watch for. Braxton Fulford is OPSing one point zero six zero. Like, dude is on fire. Ten strikeouts and thirty one at bats. It's just, it's fun. It's just fun stuff happening right there. And it, I'm Mike Matt. I'm hopefully you're listening. Super jealous that you can see the Indians in person as much as you do. Um, pitching side. This is insane stuff here. Gabriel Hughes has gone ten innings, two runs, one of them earned, thirteen strikeouts, two walks. That equates to a .9 ERA and a .5 WHIP. If he's everything advertised and the bag of chips on the side, it is so much fun to see. Um, And he's exactly what the Rockies want: the the slider, big big fastball, and he's a gamer dude just like puts on the face when he steps in between the lines and just he's a dog as the, as the guys say he's a dog and I mean let's talk bad before we go good Jaden Hill is not done so hot in his two outings I mean remember this is him coming back up at Tommy John he only had about five starts at the end of last year first full offseason going into it maybe feeling some pressure. I don't think Jaden Hill's a guy that does feel pressure though. So I'm definitely putting that out there, but it's probably not true. Um, he's only gone three innings in his two starts, um, seven earned runs, three strikeouts, five walks, only five hits in those times. So like, it's all just blown up in in that time. Again, haven't been able to see it. So I can't really tell you what more than what the numbers are saying. Um, but looking to see what jaden hill does to start against um who do they play eugene emeralds this week so should see wednesday He's, he should start on wednesday see what he does there but um, another another name that people should hear no, know about is the dog mentality is jared candy the candy man man 9.2 innings pitch uh 12 strikeouts for only four walks um let's put some traffic on he has a 9 hits 1.34 whip in that time but minimizes the damage just the 3 runs in that time a 1.86 cra he's a baller he's like one that will grind if he gets in some trouble he'll find a way to get out of it he was a lot of fun to pit watch pitch in fresno last year so he's somebody that we are going to keep an eye close, close eye on um would love to get him on the pod he, i think he would be fun and then just a few other names. Mason Green, 6.1 innings pitched, 11 strikeouts and relief, three games of relief. Carson Palmquist, um, drafted last year. Uh, what do we have? Nine innings pitched, four in runs. Victor Juarez, um, young kid out of Mexico, nine strikeouts and 10.2 innings. So they the starting pitching's there. Uh, just like, I mean, if you're going... Seriously, you're going Gabe Hughes, Jaden Hill, Jared Candy, and Victor Juarez, one, two, three, four. Like, that's insane. <laughs> like, if you guys are, seriously, if you guys are able to watch this stuff, man, it's it's going to be fun to watch these starters. Um, you got Juan Mejia, seven strikeouts in six innings going up there in relief. Um, Kosti Shock, a, a fun name, five strikeouts in three innings. Um that really kind of kind of highlights what's going on there but that's the Spokane Indians they head up to Emerald nope Everett Everett plays in Spokane um Gabe Hughes gets a Tuesday afternoon start and then Jaden Hill will have be Wednesday night so if you're on the Twitter sphere go ahead and follow that Spokane does a pretty decent job of updating Sometimes you get some video on their Instagram. So if you do get a chance to follow them on Instagram, you might see some highlights. They always give the bullpen sessions out there too. So Spokane Indians, doing all right. Kind of like the Fresno, about 500 ball as we keep going through. Hartford Yard goes, played the Rumble Ponies, and it was rumbled. A um, lot of good games, minus the Tuesday game. But, like, they had... Pitching's a little 2-5, loss, 1-0, win, 4-5, loss, 4-2, win, yesterday. they um, The game today was postponed to May 10th. So just kind of all over the place. Like that one on Tuesday was 7-13, to but it was like a really bad 7-13. to And your mom's favorite player continues to hit dongs, Hunter Goodman. Five home runs. Six RBIs on the season in 14 games, 1.021 OPS. Um, big strikeout numbers, 14 still, 14 in the 53. But he is <laughs> just, he is a can't miss at bat. And just the way he swings the bat is insane. Um, And then our guy, Family of the Pod, Grant Levine. He's having a quiet season. His numbers dropped a little bit after yesterday. He was OPSing over 800. Uh, One home run has that one dong, two doubles, uh, but just the 12 hits doing just quietly getting into it, making some very good defensive plays. If you know anything about Levine, his, his defense is a knock, but he, he's done really good glove work over at first base in the games I've seen him, um, covering the bag, making good plays, uh, just good stuff from Grant over there. Who else is just raking? Vladimir Restitutio cooled down a little bit from his first week, um, Still the two dongs, nine RBIs, 827 OPS. But guess who leads the team in stolen bases? Yeah, Zach Veen. Six stolen bases out of six attempts. He has still yet to find his groove. He does have a home run. Had his first one this week. It was fun, fun to watch. Saw that while I was watching. It was awesome to see. Um, But still just no doubles yet, one triple. Still hasn't quite found it, which is a little concerning. He has about 100 plate appearances, 200 plate appearances at the AA level, and just still hasn't quite found that groove yet. He ranked in the, the Arizona Fall League in between, so like he does have it. I don't know what it is about this um, Eastern League that just kicks guys' butts, but he's he's getting his he's figuring it out. His his kind of his real first uh, growing pain, so to speak. So definitely something to watch drew Romo getting back into the swing of things after his injury last year, kind of struggled at the end of the last year as well. But this is his real first taste of double a didn't have as much time as Zaveen did last year, still a beast behind the plate. Like his defense is insane. Like if you like defensive catchers, like he's, he's just so calm back there. And like, you can just tell pitchers trust everything he does. I love drew behind the plate. Um, He's still yet to find his group. 217 batting average, but zero home runs, only one double. So hopefully the time picks up as the weather warms up. I mean, it's not warm in the Northeast either. Everybody was in hoodies and beanies last night um, at the game. So keep watching that. Warming, Bernie Bell, if you need to talk about warming, um, finally got his first dong, A dong, uh, this week. Colin Simpson might be our favorite player that we love to watch. Dude man led off, was in left field, made a against-the-fence catch that ran into the tarp. Uh, just put a highlight on the Twitter, so if you need to go back and find that, that's, it's a good one. Uh, he's just doing his thing out there. And Julio Correa's 40-man. Julio, he got injured the other day. I don't know much more about it. I Hopefully he's coming back. Um, he had to leave the game early Saturday. Don't, I should probably know that if I'm giving you a pod about minor league baseball, but I apologize. Um, but Julio Carreras is doing all right. 822 OPS. He had some taste in there last year, too. 271 bad and average, two home runs, three, three doubles. So the offense is there, not where you expect it to. Um, you got to watch for these prospects to hit. And hopefully like Hunter Goodman, Grant Levine uh, keep doing their thing. You know the Rockies? I don't know if we've said this on the on the pod yet, but the Rockies have three of the top ten first baseman prospects in all of MILB. In Hunter Goodman, Grant Levine, and Michael Tolia. So that's just sweet. Like the Rockies have three first basemen in the top ten prospects, and they're all different, different kind of guys. Like Hunter Goodman, he's he's a DH first, first baseman second type guy that's going to hit for power. Um, Grant Levine's going to give you average and doubles all the way through, and then there's Michael Tolio who can Gold Glove in right field or first base, but also give you some pop with it. So. Take your take your taste, I guess. Take pick your choice. Um, go to the water, soda fountain and figure out what you want. You have it there. Um, the pitching, I just. I've been trying to watch as much Chris McMahon as possibly can. He was great last last night in like the first three, four innings. Um he had three straight strikeouts in the first two. He was spotting everything. And then he got in some trouble and I think it was the third inning, fourth inning. Just kind of lost command. You could tell he was getting frustrated. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure he said fuck man to Drew as Romo as he was coming out. It's just like he just lost it that inning. So he's definitely a friend of the pod. Um, definitely somebody we're watching though. He's, hitting about 94 on his fastball. He's got some pretty sick movement with his other stuff. So definitely somebody we're watching. He's getting two, at two the Hartford Goats pitchers are getting about two starts a week. They're not doing the six man, they're doing five. So we definitely get a lot of Chris McMahon, a Case Williams type starts here. Um, Speaking of Case Williams, doing pretty, pretty well. I should probably look at his starts, his last seven days. Um, Where'd he go? Case Williams, four innings. This was his one bad start. His first two starts were fantastic. He finally tasted the double-A bats. (laughs) His first three outings in double-A were insane. But he went four innings, five earned runs, four hits, four strikeouts, three walks. Just the cold, the rumble ponies being the rumble ponies. that kind of got up to him. Um, Chris McMahon, who else was starting? Um, Mike Ruff, pretty good. A rough day in the good sense. Um, Four innings, zero-run runs. Had a nice outing. Last week didn't go very well for him. Nick Garcia, um, three strikeouts, two innings, five earned runs. So the starting pitching has been hit or miss. Andrew Quezada, he had four innings, zero runs. So take that how you want. Like, you still have some top guys. It's not as, not as top prospect as normally is, but Case Williams, Chris McMahon, are top guys. And then Mike Ruff and Nick Cazeda are no slouches themselves, um, with Nick Garcia coming over in the, I think it was the Connor Joe trade from Pittsburgh. The relief barn, though, the arm barn, is definitely something that you're going to want to keep an eye out. Dylan Spain is the multi-inning. He had a fantastic outing. He came in in relief, pitched, what, 4.1 innings this week, five strikeouts. Pretty pretty good Dugan Darnell had a two-inning outing, outing the other day. Missed it. It was like innings five and six. Need those guys in, in some higher intensity outings. But three innings, three strikeouts, zero runs, only one hit, zero walks. Got to love that from Dukes. The walking and not missing pitches. Um, so I know he's feeling good about that. And Nick Kuzia um, came over the, from the Tigers in the MLB five Rule, rule 5 draft. Two saves, two opportunities. Three up, three down last night. Made quick work of it, just spotting that 95-mile-per-hour fastball in the corners. It was great. Um, Friend of the pod, Adam McKillican, not so hot. Uh, Three earned runs in two innings. uh, Three strikeouts in that time. Pod guest Blake Goldsberry went two innings. um, Zero earned runs. Two strikeouts. Um, Shelby Lackey, one inning, one strikeout. Another guy that I really want to get on the pod too is Austin Kitchen. Two innings pitch, zero one hit, zero runs. So the arm barn was fantastic this week. Um it was just the 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 uh the starters that kind of got got caught up in, in it. Like, shoot, Phineas Delphanto Smith, three innings pitch, four strikeouts, zero runs. Like you can just go down the list, Chris you can pick whatever he wants, and they just are doing work. So Hartford plays the New Hampshire River Cats, Fisher Cats, which is a weird name. This week they play up there, all the way up in New Hampshire. So I think Case Williams will be on the bump on Tuesday night. So see two two Case Williams starts this week um, if you're watching the Yard Goats. And last but not least is the Albuquerque Isotopes. Um, I mean, what is there to say? <laughs> it was kind of the the week of. The returning from the I.L. Brenton Doyle, Aaron Schunk both came back. Randall Gritchick is getting some I.L. time, uh, rehab time out there. Uh, Daniel Barr made an appearance since it was on the on the bump a few times. So it was rehab rehab week. And with that being said, like, it's even more impressive that Doyle's getting the call with that rehab coming back. Um, but just like dongs on dongs. Let's look at last seven days. Brenton Doyle, three home runs. Nolan Jones, two home runs. Aaron Schunk, two home runs. Jimmy Huron one. Montano, we haven't even talked about Montano this year, one. Like, Jonathan Morales, one. Brenton Doyle, Nolan Jones, Aaron Schunk, just dongs. If the Rockies need power, they have it. Nolan Jones had 10 RBIs this week. Like, it's only six strikeouts in the 25 at-bats. That's under your 25% threshold easily. Still not sure why he's not up. Like, whatever. We're saving that for next week. Uh, but Brendan Doyle, one three three seven OPS this week. Eight strikeouts in the 21 at bats, um, but comes with four walks and four extra base hits. So take it what you want. Aaron Schunk was playing fantastic third base. Dude has a freaking cannon. That was insane play last night. I can't believe I took last night off. But two home runs, seven strikeouts in the 19. So, again, the strikeout is still there, but you're going to have that. And, Albuquerque, especially facing the uh, Oklahoma City Dodgers. <laughs> like, if you know anything about the Dodgers, they just create pitchers in the lab. Um, and Coco Montez had a quiet week. He finally slowed down, um, but he's still making a name out there. Tolia went homerless this week, but still OPS 873 with as a double and a triple this week. So you get some crazy, insane games if you're watching an Albuquerque game. Um, it's... It's terrible. Like Carl Kaufman, the poor man, he had he had to go four innings the first early in the week and give up eight runs. But the other guy that he was facing was doing the same thing, so you just kinda of have to go with it. Um Carl looked really good through two today, but couldn't make it out of um the fifth today, giving up five runs in four point one innings. Only two walks. I think that's a pretty good like if we're controlling that, that's done. But his his, hit, his stuff is still professional level. Like, he can get guys out with that slider, spotting his fastball when it's all on. It's insane. Um, just somebody to watch out for as Peter Lambert, Carl Kaufman are definitely next in line for the starting pitcher. Um, hopefully, again, Uranus not a light round for long. Not sure what we got in Gomber. Very interesting article being out there by Patrick Saunders about Gomber feeling the struggles of the Nolan. Aaron auto trade, um, the pressure of it and kind of working through that. That was a very, that was an intense read. Just got to feel for that. Like it's not your fault, man, but like you put that on there and you have to try to go out and execute and you know, that pressure's there, but that's not, it shouldn't be there. Um, so hopefully he gets kind of through that. He's talking to Daniel Bard, I, I know, and talking to some people to help him get through that, get past that hurdle. Um, anyway, back to the isotopes. Coco Montez going back to it, he's reached base 13 times this year. I think there's only been like 20 games, which is insane. Um Aaron Schunk has extended his on base streak to 13 with a walk today. Sixth longest active in the PCL. Um Just love seeing him doing things, right? Blair Calvo, if we do need some relief pitching, Blair Calvo, toss one point two, shut um Shutout innings today, has not allowed an earned run in seven of his eight games this season. Um, Just you kind of get it all. Like I, the stats at the AAA level are kind of a grain of salt type thing. Like you should be raking, you should be dominating in Albuquerque at altitude against some of these guys. But that also on the other side, you also see from the pitching. So like when guys are getting lit up, like you take it, take it with what. It is. It's like, don't look beyond that. It's not like he's bad or terrible. It's it's Albuquerque. You're p- facing these AAA, 4A guys, minor league, major leaguers on rehab, like Tatis Jr. doing insane things. Um, so take it how you want. But you get some good things out of it. Like Riley Pint. Like, with all that said, had three innings this, this uh, week. Seven strikeouts in those three innings. Did have two walks, was a little erratic a few times, lost some pitches control that made it a little interesting. But the seven strikeouts, seven out of the 12 outs or nine outs he had to get were strikeouts. So love to see that. Stephen Jones, quietly the quiet mathematician, five strikeouts in three innings. Um, some other names you kind of want to keep an eye on is Logan Allen, not so hot. He got lit up today. Um, who was the other one? Nick Mears, three strikeouts in two innings, no runs. Phillips Valdez, three earned runs and three three out three innings as a starter. Uh, Connor Siebold got his start, first start at the AAA level for the Rockies. Three innings, two at two earned runs. Like the starters just aren't going very long. Like Carl Kaufman, I think is the only one that's really going beyond three innings. So that's also a thing. A little worry about Jeff Criswell. I haven't watched him enough to really give you too much more. But just another bad outing this week. Um, seven earned runs in 1.2 innings. Like, you still hope, like, guys are getting through three innings with big numbers, but not getting pulled in the second. So, don't know what that means, but he's definitely somebody we're watching, like, Carl and Peter Lambert, then it goes Jeff Criswell, when you're thinking prospect arms um, as starters. But love to see Riley Pint. I think we're going to get that feel-good story soon. Riley Pint's definitely... Coming up, stephen Jones, I need Gavin Hollowell to come back on the I L. Um there are some pictures in purple that might not be in purple, might not deserve to be in purple very soon, very long, much longer. So some of these names I really just want Bud, Billy, and Dick to just kind of let the kids roam free up up there and just let them go through it. But it's not what what it is and it's not what we're gonna do. But um I'm gonna end it with that. This has been about 30 minutes of me just rambling, real quick, all the way through. So hopefully, you made it through the end. I appreciate you all. Um, it was a good Sunday over here in the in the Aaron household. The kids played together. My three year old and five year old literally played together all day. It was fantastic. I was able to watch baseball, watch probably about five hours of baseball, all in silent, mind you, um, while playing Paw Patrol with the kids. But it was just a fantastic Sunday. It was cold outside, so we were stuck inside. We made it through it, y'all. We made it through it. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to do about the Rockies. So I'm pretty much all head in on the minor leagues, watching these guys do their thing, um, listening to the calls. I love, again, those stories, the radio voices. Like Joey, Joey T from Isotopes. Hasn't been on the pod, but he's a, he's a friend. We talk in the DMs. He got a call. He got a call um, Nolan Joseph's walk-off the other night. So just a lot of good, fun things. Like if the Rockies make you miserable, there are fun things to find in the minor league. So keep that in mind. Give us a shout-out when you're watching it. We love the interactions. Give us some things. And um, as always, go Rocks! Minor league affiliates! Woo! Thank you for watching and listening. Please check out our link tree for more
1: content.